Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Temptation Island wrap up. Today, we are talking about season three, episode four, Blake the Fake. I'm Kirsten McInnes, and I'm joined by my amazing co host, Maggie Morgan's here. Maggie, what's up? Hi. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. I love your lead in that you did. Before we started the podcast, I'm just going to tell everybody, before we started, I was like, Kristen, will you please do the intro? I don't think I'm good at doing the intro. And she was like, of course, because she's lovely and professional. (laughs) But yeah, I'm great. I love that the name of the episode is Blake the Fake, because I feel like this pertains to us and this podcast specifically so much. Um, I have never had a take that aged so well. uh, Truly. Blake's sucks like (laughs) never I've never honestly I'm astounded because like he was in the first episode he was in it for like I want to say 45 seconds and you were like hate that guy and I remember being like I don't even remember that guy who was that guy because he was like I'm going to get a girl by focusing all my attention on her and I was like hmm that's a red flag nobody needs all of anybody's attention i mean boy were you correct he's <laughs> truly horrible um just yeah I, okay we i mean we'll get into it oh, on on this episode of course because 90 percent of the episode pretty much was circled oh. around blake the fake but what, okay, when you watch this episode, I, I have to get this out of the way. Was there a okay. deleted scene at the start of your episode as well? Um, I don't know of of them. It was of them like, playing um, Never Have I Ever or Two Truths and a No, it was Two Truths and a Lie. Oh, no, I, so I haven't the, seen that. At the start of the episode when I was watching, there was just like a clip of like Aaron and uh, I don't even remember who was with her, two of the men. No, okay. or a man. I don't know. There's like three or four of them there, and they're playing Never Have I. No, they're playing Two Truths and a Lie. I just in my head okay. think it's Never Have I Ever because that feels like a Temptation Island type game. And sure, she's yeah. like, um, I don't remember her first one. And then she goes, I played lacrosse in college, and I've never been in a threesome. And obviously, her thing was the lie was the lacrosse versus soccer but everyone mm. in the scene thinks that because that was the lie it means that she did have a threesome oh. and everyone's laughing and she's like no 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 I need to clear this up I've never had a threesome but I also fully thought that she was telling us that she had a threesome yeah I mean it sounds like a very complex like thing to, <laughs> that sounds like you have to go like three steps further and I'm sure they were all drunk yeah. so I'm sure they were like oh my like because also like who just offers up the information of you being in a threesome them at all like why is that a part of a conversation um never Um, ever would I just be like hey let's talk about my threesome that I did or didn't have with all of these men who are trying to get me to cheat on my boyfriend oh my god no I have I have a friend and I am talking about an actual friend not me Mm -hmm. who has had a threesome and (laughs) they chose to tell me about their threesome when we were sitting at the food court at the mall Look, and I, I feel like, like I would like your friend. What? Like, I, like, screamed. I was like, we have to go sit in your car because I have a lot of questions. Honestly, Kirsten, that is when I would just sit down over, you know, a, a hot dog on a stick and let's talk about it. Hot that, dog on a I, stick? Right? Isn't that, isn't that a food court at the mall? Like, I, I mean, I guess. Is that a corn dog? Yeah, yeah. But they call it, there was a, a hot dog. You didn't have that in, in Canada. I'm, I'm all 
vegetarian, so I wouldn't know about any hot dogs on sticks, okay? Yeah, well, I mean, look, I've never eaten a hot dog that's agreed with me, but, like, sure. <laughs> okay, anyways, okay, so the, the actual episode, and not yeah. the deleted scene beforehand. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, we left the episode being like, are Kendall and Alexis going to sleep together? Hold on, Kirsten. Before before we start, I do need to say, okay, I unfortunately thought in the scene that Alexis looked really pretty. I really like her bird tattoos. I liked the, I, I do. I think they're pretty. I liked the green shirt. I was sitting there watching with my roommates and I looked at them. I was like, I hate that. I think she looks so pretty right She's, now. <laughs> she is a absolutely beautiful person. Mm-hmm. And I would hazard a guess that Alexis has been beautiful her whole life. Of course. Um, and her personality like, sucks. Ex- exactly. Right. <laughs> Where it's like someone like me. I wasn't always hot, right? And that's why I had to form a personality. If I had been hot since birth, I'd be a monster. Yeah, it would be over for you. It would be over for everybody. It would be. It would be over. It would be a wrap. You know. Um, but, you um, know? but no, she looks absolutely beautiful. And there was a part mm-hmm. in that scene where they chose a camera angle that was just looking straight down that green shirt, just to be like. Oh, look at the cleavage. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. I was, I was like, looking at the tattoos. I really liked them. I thought they were pretty. <laughs> no, I, I like bird tattoos are very basic, but I love them a lot. And also mm-hmm. I get it. Floral tattoos, glass houses, don't throw stones. My tattoos are sure. also basic. It's fine. You can like basic things. But no, it was like before they went into the room, they're like on the balcony and he's like leaning over her and then they use a camera angle that's kind of like over his shoulder like this mm-hmm. is what he's seeing. <laughs> Gross! Temptation Island, how dare you? They're trying <laughs> to tempt us. You're not gonna tempt me. <laughs> I like how there's, okay. there's another line in between the two you're not gonna tempt me is but I have no idea what words that they're saying no clue I I didn't even clock that maybe I'll learn it for next time so I, I decided <laughs> I decided to pay attention this time to the theme song and I was like wait a second I, I don't like music. it how when they it's in the title sequence they're sort of like moving very slowly as though they're sims like the the people instead of like posing but you know what I mean they're like moving like a half inch it's like and it's, it's like weird. when you take um photos on your phone and you accidentally do like a burst and it's like yes. each photo is just like slightly <laughs> different yes that is what it is and like in the Kendall and Erica one she like sort of tips her head and I'm like this looks like an animatronic at Disney World like like, what's happening here? Just odd, oddness. Anyway, we should get back to, like, I feel like I am just no, really going off the rails where, today. No, we we came into this podcast uh, firing on all cylinders. I think that we everybody did. should appreciate that. Okay, so. I hope so. We thought that they were probably going to, like, hook up and spend the night. And weirdly mm-hmm. enough, Alexis is like, no, I will not stay the night. Yeah, she's like, your girlfriend is still in the picture and I don't want you to break my heart. And then Kendall lovingly calls her his first draft pick, his number one draft pick, which, you know, as a woman, that's the only thing you ever want to hear a guy say about you. (laughs) He's like, look, I've got a deep roster, but you're first. okay? you're the first one off the bench. Um, I just thought what was really weird is when she's like, just don't break my heart. And he goes, what does that mean? 
what do you think it means, Kendall? It means don't break my heart. Also, though, I still can't ever take Alexis seriously because she was like, I have all of these walls up because of infidelity. And he was like, who was unfaithful? And she was like, I was unfaithful. That's why I have the walls up. And I'm like, wait, that one of these. This doesn't compute. Usually you have your walls up because you were cheated on, not because you were unfaithful to someone and it seemingly were very hurtful and disrespectful to them. She's I don't get like, it. I guess I think that she's probably the kind of person who's like scared of being the bad guy. So she doesn't want to do it again. So she's like, I'll well, put on my walls. What a great show to come on, Alexis. Temptation yeah, I Island. Just, I, Kendall's also like, my goal is to just become a better version of myself. And that's why I'm going to really dive into this Temptation Island experience. Mm-hmm. So we were, I was watching this uh, episode with my roommates and I was like, look at his bed. And one of Why my roommates was his was bed like, made like that? Literally, I have that <laughs> note later on when they come back to his bedroom because the pillow at the top is like... <laughs> It looks like there's a person in his bed at the no, top. No, he of his threw. Bed. He essentially, before he left, was like, "I bet you, I can get Alexis to come up here." Threw the comforter like over the top of everything on the bed and was like, "Good enough," and left. <laughs> there's like so many lumps. The bottom of it is just crooked and uneven. Like, yeah, I mean, like, red, why? Like, if you're gonna, if you're not gonna make your bed, don't make your bed. I, I don't make my bed because either. I just can't be bothered. But if I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe someone's coming over. I should make my bed. I will like actually make my bed. Not that I let people into my house, but like whatever. Yeah, I mean, obviously, also it's a pandemic, so nobody oh. is coming into my bedroom at all. But um, you know, I come Kendall. into your bedroom every week through this Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, and you always see my unmade bed behind me. Unfortunately for podcast listeners, you won't understand. But on my bed are currently four pillows and a sweatshirt that I decided not to wear this morning. So you know. I feel like you made your bed for the one we recorded with Rob, and that just hurts, you know? Well, I, I, I didn't know that it was going to be uh, audio only. <laughs> That's why. It was the very first one we did, and I was worried there would be a YouTube video up, so I, may, I make it if it's on YouTube. Sorry, guys. You're missing out on my uh, plaid flannel sheets right now. <laughs> uh, uh, no, that makes me feel better. Okay, okay. Um, I so, we got a weird scene of um, Julian and, mm-hmm. I think, and Maya... Yes. Which, now, like, Maya was the one who yelled at Thomas, right? Yeah, because she's a person. It's like, I'm a was, human being. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, in, in this conversation, he says that he's realizing that he could lose Kristen. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that's why she brought you here, dude. Like, this realization that Julian is having is the reason that Kristen came on the show. And I'm living for it. I'm ha- I'm hopeful that they can leave in a much better place than where they came in. And she can feel like she has the clarity and the safety with him that she feels like she needs. Because I think that it's working. Good for her. I know. I just you have a different take. Me, like, I know you're right. I like what you have to say, but mm-hmm. I just think that if you are in your mid twenties dating the person that you were dating in high school, I think they need to take like a genuine break for their own selves. Like maybe they'll mm-hmm. find their way back to each other and that would be fine. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think it's healthy to just like be with only one person for 11 years from the time you're a teenager. So I have friends from high school. I have two friends specifically, I think. Yes. Who have been with their, I have uh, 
friends who just got engaged who have been together since they were freshmen in high school. So they've been together 11 years and um, they're very, very happy. And they're in like a super awesome, great relationship. They didn't have any of these problems. They would never have gone to Temptation Island. So perhaps I have a different perspective (laughs) on that. But also, like, I think that you're right. If Kristen is feeling like she's not ready to get married to him, perhaps rather than going to Temptation Island, she should have uh, broken up with him for a moment. But, you know, I mean, why would we wouldn't have a show if these people didn't make bad choices? So you're right. You're right. And and congratulations to your friends on their engagement. Oh, yes. Megan and Dixon. Congratulations. They just bought a house. So happy for them. Um, so I hate when people younger than me have their lives together. (laughs) Well, don't worry. It's not me. We just talked about my unmade bed. So don't worry. (laughs) I don't own the house. All right. (laughs) Oh my Um, God. Anyway. So the next scene we get is, um, Aaron basically letting Shaq down easy. And, um, she says, you know, she's like, you know, I can tell Shaq's catching feelings and I just need to shut it down before it like moves on any further. She says that she realizes she needs to deal with stuff she's never dealt with. I do want to know what that is. Like, can we please get some details? I mean, yeah, I I really hope it comes out. It has to, right? When she's like crying about Corey. Mm -hmm. But like there's stuff she has never dealt with. Um, She said that or she's talking to Evan, the guy who got in the fight the first night with Kristen Mm -hmm. about the champagne. And they're sort of connecting. He's wearing a flower and in his hair. And he's talking about how he lost his stepfather. And, you know, it's very obviously like sort of the realest moment we've gotten on all of Temptation Island. And Erin starts crying about like someone that she lost when she was 19. Do you remember who it was? I missed it. No. Um, Okay. No, because literally I have in my notes, I looked down and when I looked back up, Erin was crying five question marks. Cause I was like, what? She's, she was talking about somebody she had lost at 19. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was a friend. I also missed it for a second. Like, I just couldn't hear. There was like stuff going on. Um, but she is sort of crying with him and they're like, they're connecting in a nice way. But my note that I have about this is just that Erin is just a lost soul right now. She's just a little bit lost. She's really confused about what she wants. And this is obviously not the right place for her. But the thing is, it's not like, her situation is not so dire that I'm a bit like, you got to go and like, you, you figure it out. I'm like, this is actually the right place for the mess that is this television show. Like, Erin is the perfect person, I feel, to be on this television show. Yes. And I love she says in a confessional, like her goal is to learn from the guys and then bring that back to her relationship. And I just thought that was such a funny line. So weird. Like, what do you mean learn from the guys? I don't know. I just... Yeah, I I well I mean well I really am excited to talk about her bonfire moment because mm-hmm. I think that we're like on the precipice of a very strong Aaron meltdown, which I've been predicting since the very beginning, which is great. Um but yeah, it's I it's coming and I'm and I'm excited, you know? It, it yes, I'm very excited. And so we jump from that to Chelsea mm-hmm. talking to Tom about how she feels good with Tom and I am like my soul has left my body that she's going from Thomas to Tom. <laughs> they have the same name. I mean, like Tom and Thomas are two like very generic. Um. So yeah, Chelsea's talking to Tom and I wrote in my notes, it's someone who is not Dr. Blake, Um. which is 
so funny to me. Um, I, she says well, she's here. Yeah, she says she's here to meet people mm-hmm. and not be nervous. And she asked Tom on a date, and I didn't see this coming. I did not see it coming. Um, I like how you put in your notes, not Dr. Blake, because <laughs> oh. I, I've taken to watching the episodes with the cast page open on my other monitor because yeah. I still do not know who any of these people are. They have mm-hmm. given us zero context for like yep. any of them. Nothing is worse than we get a con- when we get a confessional from a single and they don't have their name next to them. I'm like, who is this? They're all blonde women. Who is this? I don't know. <laughs> oh, the, all the blonde women at the men's house? Mm-hmm. It's impossible. How could you know? I, how, they, how, who's to say who it is? It could, they could, all of them could be any of them. It's, it, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Dr. Blake is like so furious that Chelsea <laughs> would ask Tom out on a date and is like, I, I just couldn't, like, the rage that came out of this man. It was frightening. Honestly, he's, like, in the confessional, and he's flipping off the camera. He says it's an effing joke. Um, he gets Shaq all riled up with him. It starts to be, like, like there's a fight brewing in the air, and um, I was, like, I wrote in my notes, they're pissed, a bunch of exclamation points. Oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and Shaq makes a comment about how he's upset because he's caught feelings for someone with bad taste and I was like learn to take no for an answer my man yeah. like calm down also like she ha- she owes you literally nothing I mean, it's, go- like you've known her for five days yeah literally Kristen goes you have to understand it's only been two days like do not overthink this I was like thank you oh two days it's only been two days so far that's what that Kristen crazy. said how long is this whole thing is it I what mean, is it two weeks I think that she was probably exaggerating with the two days or maybe this was a fight that happened earlier that they're showing out mm. of order. Yeah, um, maybe. Or I thought, because I thought she said two dates. It's only been two oh, dates. Oh, maybe two days. it's the third date. Uh, but, um, yeah, but I feel like it also still, it hasn't even been a week that they've been Yeah, it's, it's been under a week, so. Yeah. She was right. Yeah, so do you want to hear what my mom has to say about this? Uh, I always want to hear what Mary has to say. All right. Mary only had one thing to say about this first scene. Okay. She said, oh, poor Blake. Not. His true colors will show. Glad to see the girls branch out. (laughs) Poor Blake. Not. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Mom. (laughs) Incredible. Yeah, so then the girls go on their third date, and it looks like they did it sort of in duos. Mm -hmm. So, like, a group of them went on ATVs. Some of these guys were on horses. Like, there there was just, like, a lot of weird sort of, like, date moments happening. But Hawaii Mm -hmm. is so beautiful. The scenery was stunning. So bad. Me too. Once COVID is over, that is one of my first destinations. Seriously, it's expensive. Who knows when I'll be able to go? Yeah. Well, see, for me, like I as an American, I can I don't need a passport or anything to go there. But yeah, it is expensive. The flight is like not cheap, but I think it's just hard to get there. But you know what? I'm going to I'm going to have to make it happen. I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. So, (laughs) um. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. I like how um, during the dates, um, Erica is on her date with Jesse and mm-hmm. she's like, he's he has all of the things that Kendall doesn't have. He's so understanding and patient. Like, I wish I could mm-hmm. take these traits from him and just 
put them in Kendall. And I was like, the bar is so low and Kendall cannot step over it. I know. Erica, like, I I also feel as the Aaron meltdown is happening, I feel the Erica beautiful butterfly wings emerging. And she's really, I, I'm so excited to watch her transformation because I feel like after, and obviously we'll get there, after this bonfire, she's just going to be like, screw it. And she's going to do whatever she wants and it's going to be amazing. Oh, and Kendall, you just know, is going to be furious meltdown yeah meltdown mm-hmm. because he wants to have his cake and eat it too right he only brought her here because he knew that she would he knew thought that she wouldn't she would lay down and take it and it seems like she's not going to and i'm i'm pumped up for it I hannah was saying it. last week you know erica is like the best protagonist and i completely agree yes. with her. i'm rooting for her so hard it's great yeah i just want her to be happy and have someone who treats her like the queen that she is where it's Mm -hmm. like like obviously i want all of the people on the show to end up in a better situation than how they came in regardless of Mm -hmm. what that looks like but i just have such a soft spot for erica because her situation is so dire going into it (laughs) Honestly, honestly, but we're going to get there. I can feel it. I'm I'm so rooting for her. She's beautiful. She's connecting with this with Jesse and I feel like it's it's going to be good. We're going to see a fun moment on Temptation Island for her. I cannot wait. Okay, so this is where things go wild. Mm -hmm. because first of all we see this just like very trippy pillow fight scene to like set the Mm -hmm. stage at the girl's house um Mm -hmm. because of course it's another night that they have been drinking to excess Mm -hmm. uh and dr blake is so mad Mm -hmm. he is so so mad it's 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 amazing he like want like he is like I can't believe that they would do this to me because this is the thing Dr. Blake wants to be the star of the television show like Dr. Blake wants to be the guy he he wants to be the one that everybody's talking about that's why he's hosting these parties in in Missouri wherever he's hosting them um he he wants this this is his show and he's not going to stand for it and he realizes that there's going to be a lot of footage that doesn't involve Dr. Blake mm-hmm. uh, yeah and yep. Chelsea's just like, I think that you're fake. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, but I'm catching feelings. And she's like, no, you're not. I don't believe you. Like, mm-hmm. she, Chelsea really impressed me, actually, in this episode because she went off. Mm-hmm. She did. She Well, first off, Dr. Blake is in a bathrobe. And um, um, he's like, he says that he has feelings. Yeah, she rolls her eyes and he calls her manipulative and she's like enough dude and I think that Chelsea also is like enough I'm already getting enough shit from my actual boyfriend I don't even know you like I'm more concerned with what Thomas my real life boyfriend is doing than how you feel about me and you need to leave me alone and it's great Exactly. And, and, um, Blake keeps being like, oh, well, you're, you should like form your own opinions, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Chelsea's like, no, I heard things from other people. And then I observed those same things. Like I have made up my own mind and I see what you're doing and it's really fake. Blake Mm -hmm. just is not standing for it. And of course, Shaq is like, let me stand up for Dr. Blake because we Mm -hmm. both didn't get the date that we thought that we would get. 
And and so Chelsea has gone over and she's talking to Trent and Rocky Buttery, Kirsten's husband, and um, they they're like stirring the pot with them, and they're like they're like yeah, we think he's super fake, we think he sucks, like we don't like him, and then well, and Jack then- and Blake come over and try and pick a fight. Truly, they do. I also loved in the um in the confessional. Uh, Rocky Buttery is like, yeah, we hate Blake. He's he's the worst. Yeah, I was like, this is why it's Kirsten's husband. Rocky Honestly, Buttery. king of uh, instincts. Uh, we love Rocky Buttery. Uh, what? Wait, what do you think my mm-hmm. wedding hashtag with Rocky Buttery would be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, wait. Uh, like. Uh, Make life buttery. Like, make, like, I don't know. What is it? Like, a butter, uh, a butter life. Yeah, a butter life or like butterly me up. <laughs> yeah. I what love about, it. Um, never mind. No, never mind. I can't say it. No, I can't say it. It's the Temptation no, Island podcast, no, Kirsten. No. Anybody who's watching this better be over the age of like 16. <laughs> That is your wedding hashtag. There it is. Boom. We did it. Raffle marry you guys. It'll be great. Oh my God. Oh no. I love it. So, okay. So these guys are fighting and then Erica out of nowhere is like, I'm drunk. I'm ready to fight. Let's go. And she comes out and she's like, it's not about you. And she clearly is, you know, more than half in the bag. And it's just great. It, it's such a fun sequence. It's it's what I've been looking for. Yeah, on Temptation. I've is, wanted the mess. I've been this, waiting for yes. the mess. This is like the low stakes uh, mm-hmm. drama that we've been looking for. Whereas it's been a little heavy up to this point. This is just yes. like a light dramatic episode of TV. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it's truly a dream um Mm -hmm. the one thing too is like these people i was gonna call them contestants but i don't think that's really the right word for it are they are drinking so much i feel like every other show will be like you get one bottle of wine for everybody but Mm -hmm. temptation island said hey if you don't ever stop drinking you'll never get a hangover like they are so drunk all the time well the entire show is basically about making the worst decisions you possibly can so of course they're like okay let's get you guys as drunk as possible so that you aren't thinking clearly and just do things that are completely wrong for you um but yeah it's it's amazing and yes then blake goes into blake goes into this confessional and he's in his bathrobe and he's like chelsea has such bad radar right now she thinks i'm a bad guy that i'm fake and phony and then he flips off the camera and i was like blake kirsten is going to have so much to say about you like literally it's so typical for a man to be like they think I'm a bad guy? Why? Mm-hmm. There's no reason. And it's like there's a whole list of them doing bad things that they just mm-hmm. like don't realize that they have done those things. What I also really like is Blake and Chelsea are with like four other men and Blake is mm-hmm. like, what do you think I'm fake? And Chelsea goes, don't pull them into it and make them uncomfortable. Yes. She's like, 
being awesome. Like, that's the thing. These girls really are awesome. I really like all of them, with the exception of maybe Erin, but maybe she'll grow on me. I don't know. Um, but I think that they're really fun and like like this scene like you said this low stakes drama like when they're not sobbing about their like horrifying relationship it's fun it's great i'm super into it yeah when they're not no sorry go ahead as you see when they're not weeping about the fact that they've just realized they have trauma like it's very fun (laughs) exactly um we actually skipped over though the scene when the girls got back from the date with the single guys and they're all doing the talent show Oh yeah, um, because they do the talent show, and so Sophia like goes over and licks her elbow. You know the guy that the girl that Thomas is interested in, and it's like really cute. And then Alexis comes up and she's like, "Okay, well, uh, my talent is uh, making the first move," and she runs over to Kendall in front of everybody, grabs him by the neck, and starts making out with him. And everybody is like, "Oh my gosh!" And Corey has this confessional, and he's like, "Wow." there are connections being made and you can see his wheels turning where he's like, does that mean it's okay if I make out with the girl? Like, does it, are the rules changing? Like you can see him being like, wait, but if Kendall does it, Corey do too. (laughs) I just, I also love the concept of being like, yeah, my talent is grabbing people by the neck and kissing them. Good old Alexis. What Classic. else? What else could we want? What else could we want? She's truly she made me so mad in this episode. So yeah, I mean she's the uh, villain, right? If Eric, yeah. if Erica is our protagonist, Alexis is the clear villain. But like, I don't want Alexis to be the villain. I want Kendall to be the villain because really, well, he's the one making like the really bad decisions. Of course. I feel like Alexis is the villain and Kendall is like the evil monster, if that makes sense. You know, like she like works for the evil monster who like sucks people's souls. She's like the little like gremlin person. Alexis is a minion and uh, Kendall is the big bad. Okay, I can live with that. Yeah, exactly. Right? Sort of. It it Um, works. Sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, so then after we move on from the fight with Chelsea and Dr. Blake, honest, I have here in my notes, I say, honestly, I'm happy the girls are starting to have fun because they're all dancing. Chelsea's grinding a little bit on Jack. It's sort of like, okay, let loose girls have a little fun. I mean, like be respectful of your relationships if that's your choice. But like, you know, at least we're not like sitting crying to each other about how sad we are. And we're like enjoying ourselves a little. I was here for it. They've had a couple of days they're used to not having their boyfriends around and they're like, mm-hmm. let's cut loose. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Exactly. Exactly. Um, meanwhile, at the guys villa, they're also having a party. Big surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And they start the scene and one of the girls is like, well, if you say your girlfriend's name, you have to take a shot as like, this is the drinking game. Uh, like, all right. <laughs> sure. 
Okay. I mean, they're on the show. This is the thing. And, you know, I've been thinking a lot about what you said last week, where it's like these girls have are so beautiful that they've never once had to, like, have someone not be interested in them. And they don't know how to deal with it. And there are some especially that are like, I don't understand. What do you mean you you don't want to go on a date with me? Like, look at me. <laughs> and it's it's really like, this is why we're getting all the fun, low stakes drama with the singles, because I actually think the singles melting down is way funnier to me than the couples melting down. Yeah. But, well, yeah, because yeah, when the singles have a breakdown, it has truly mm-hmm. nothing to do with anything. It is completely meaningless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just funny. Whereas like when the people in the couples have a breakdown, it's normally because of something really bad that's happened. Yeah. So then we get the scene, the scene of the episode where Alexis is saying that she thinks that Kendall and her are connecting and Erica should be worried. Kendall says that, you know, he's just going with the flow on the island. He's trying to embrace it here. And he he feels full blown single and they go to his bedroom and we get the classic Sims covers overhead moving you know it's it's a very uh love island type sex scene of yeah just under the blankets except for of course in the one season of love island where the girl goes well but if we have sex on top of the blankets then they just can't show it on tv and they did um (laughs) no she's like i don't want my dad to see me like under the covers so we'll just like have sex out in the open and they can't show it and then um they did show it. they did just blurred it yeah 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 oh my and, and you know that was an, a producer pissed off who was just like oh yeah you want to <laughs> mess with our footage <laughs> oh my yeah gosh. so yeah they do they have the sex under the blankets and mm-hmm. the one like it's like whatever like we, we see this kind of stuff on shows all the time but mm-hmm. What like not to jump forward too much, but like at the end when the scene comes up at the bonfire, mm-hmm. when they played Alexis's moan through the screen for mm-hmm. Erica to hear, I truly gasped. I was like, <gasps> I was I like, mean, oh, I know they'll show the sex, but the, the, they played the sounds and go along mean, with it. I was scandalized. Yeah, this is like the most scandalous thing I've maybe ever seen on TV. Like I'm just. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, we're going here. All right, all right. We're getting, we're getting full on. Um, they refer to it as adult cuddling, which was really gross to me. Oh, and but you Nicole know, Nicole is like, uh, Alexis said oh. they did it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and it's just like, so, and then, yeah, the next morning they're all walking around and they're like, where did you go last night? All the girls. And she's like, oh, you know, whatever. And then Thomas walks in and looks at Sophia and tells her she has beautiful eyes in Spanish. And I was like, this is enough. This is enough of these men for me. I can't take it anymore in this episode. I, I'm going to lose my mind. The thing, there was two things about this that like really mm-hmm. got to me. The first was before the sex scene when mm-hmm. Kendall says he thinks that he is falling for Alexis. Mm-hmm. And I have like literally 37 question marks after that. Because uh, yeah. I don't believe that Kendall falls for anybody. No. And then, Alexis has a confessional about how she thinks she's better than Erica and that Kendall is great. And both of those things are just blatantly false. I mean, yeah, it's I I can't, like obviously this girl is just confused. Like this is what Kendall does, right? Like this is he reels someone in like that. 
you know, my mom, this is what my mom has to say about this episode up until this point, if you want to hear. The first thing she says is, please, Thomas, button up your shirt. That was in reference to them (laughs) on the dates. I just needed to uh, put that in. Um, She says, Alexis, who have you dated in the past that you think Kendall is so great? Sweetie, you got to reevaluate what a good guy looks like. And then she says, and does anyone else think that any of these single guys really want a relationship? They just seem to want to have fun, which leads me into the scene that we got right before the girls bonfire where Tom, Evan, and then another person whose name I don't know, who I just wrote, I, gross guy. I wrote um, how I described this um, was, and I would like to apologize uh, to Mary in advance for my language. Mm-hmm. I wrote the Fine. fuck boy confessional. Talk about mm-hmm. an unholy trinity. <laughs> Like, I literally wrote, I don't know the third guy's name, so I just wrote gross guy. They're talking about how they think that they're going to hit, like how they think that it, it's in due time they're going to hit. And I was like, this is so horrifying and disrespectful, but also so Temptation Island. Like, it, it's just peak, peak Temptation Island. Yeah, it, uh, I, I, I just didn't. I didn't care for that. I, I was like, really? This is this is the the guys are just getting together and talking about how they want to smash. Like, ugh. yep. My mom, what she has to say about this scene is, oh, these boys are not out for a or oh, she says, oh, these boys are out for a good time, not a relationship. Typical story. Girls want emotional connection. Boys want physical connection. <laughs> Thanks, I mean, mom. <laughs> I, Mary has never lied once in her life. No, she hasn't. She's great. She was so so last week, you know, we were talking about how we hoped that we could get my mom, Mary, on yeah. for the final episode. And so I called her and told her and she was like, I will not be good. I won't be funny. But I don't think she understands how good she will be. So I think that we need to like, I think that it just needs to happen. Yeah. So I, I would like Mary to be on the podcast with us. I will third wheel your mother daughter connection. I have no problem <laughs> with that. Even the great Rob Sesternino asked, where is the, uh, petition? Yes. On change.org I- to get Mary on the podcast. I sent her the screenshots. I'm working on it, guys. I'm working on it. I think we could easily get a thousand signatures to get Mary to come on the podcast. No, I think so, too. I do. I do. Mom, I'm coming for you. All right. Okay. So now we get to the best part of the episode. The last 10 minutes. The bonfire. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to start with Kristen's clip? Yeah, we will go in the, I guess, the order that the show went in. I did it like this clip was just so nothing though. Like, did any, like, mm-hmm. I feel like nothing even happened in it. I think that the story of Kristen's bonfire moment is Mark L. Wahlberg looking at her and saying, I'm perplexed by you. <laughs> and I, my, like, the big moment for me was when Mark L. Wahlberg goes, Do you want one sharp pain or dull pain for the rest of your life? And I mean, like, low-key therapy, right? Like, Mark L. Wahlberg speaking some truth, you know? Who do you think fed him those lines? Was it an actual therapist? I think that he does it himself. He seems very, like, into the experiment of the show. I feel like he, like, is very into the whole idea of of all of it. I don't know. I think Markel Wahlberg, this is what he likes about the show. He doesn't like the trashy part of the show. He likes the part where he gets to sit down with these people and be like, um, are you like, sometimes when you move on from something, you don't realize how much it haunts you, you know? 
Like he's into that part of it. And and she starts crying and she's like, you know, I don't even cry. I don't cry in front of Julian. I don't cry in front of my parents. I want to be strong for everybody. And I do think that she's like learning a lot about herself being here. Um, but I also think that there's just like, I, I think Kirsten, you're right in the fact that these two particular people should break up. And then like, if they come back together, it, it is meant to be. And well, and she also like talks about how she's had some like very traumatic events in her past. Um, we mm-hmm. don't get any details, but like obviously she's been through some hard stuff that made her serious about life in her own words. And mm-hmm. when Julian like cheated on her, it showed her that he's not serious. And mm-hmm. so there's just a lack of trust there. She doesn't feel comfortable to cry in front of him. Like I, I get that. Like I get the not wanting to cry in front of people. Like I'll start to tear up and be like, Oh no, I hope nobody sees this. Like I don't want anyone to ever know that I've had any emotion mm-hmm. ever because I'm very mm-hmm. healthy, obviously. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So like I relate to that, but it's like, you have to have the people where you feel safe to, to do that and let go because you cannot just carry everything yourself. You can't just mm-hmm. go. Like when she said she cries in the shower to avoid crying uh, mm-hmm. in front of Julian, it was so sad to me. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like you need to be able to cry to someone in your life. But that's also, though, I think like if we're going to like really overanalyze this couple on Temptation Island, we're going to see like I think that that's what happens, though, when you get into a relationship with someone when you're really young because you still think of them as being that maturity level. You know, like you still think of, I'm sure she still thinks of the comments that he made when he was 15 about emotions, about the way people look, about whatever. And that is, I'm certain, not the way he believes or behaves as an adult man. But if you've been with someone from the time that you were a child and you were really immature, you're never going to be able to get that stuff out of your head. So maybe one time, you know, this is pure speculation. I'm making up a story, but it's like the kind of idea of like maybe one time when she was 17, he was like, you cry in front of me too much. And and ever since then, it's been like, you know, but that that's the sort of thing. That's the baggage that you carry when you're in a decade long relationship like this. Yeah. And that's therapy, baby. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so we we kind of end with the conclusion of she's like, I can't keep living this way. And like, that's why I came here. So mm-hmm. um, I think that we might see Kristen become a little bit more open to the experience in the mm-hmm. coming weeks. Um, then we get Aaron's clip, mm-hmm. um, which is really just Corey talking to one of the blondes being like, yeah. oh, it's so easy to get to know you and to open up to you and to talk to yeah. you. And then she, of course, starts crying because she's starting to melt down because she realizes that her boyfriend's a good person and she doesn't want to lose him. And she brought him to this island because she wanted to cheat on him. And now she's realizing that he might be leaving her behind and she hates seeing him open up to someone. And she's like, it's the sort of thing where like I look down and I look up and I'm like, oh, God, Aaron's crying again. You know, literally every time she cries, it comes out of nowhere. Um, Mm -hmm. The other thing, too, is it's what I really noticed about this is in the first episode episode of the season Aaron's thing was how Corey doesn't open up to her and doesn't give her anything and doesn't give her like the emotional support but then what we're kind of seeing over these four episodes so far is that she creates kind of an environment where he doesn't feel 
that he can open up. And mm-hmm. so I think it's like a double punch for her to mm-hmm. see this because she's like, this is what I want him to do for me. And also I haven't been able to provide an environment where he feels like he can. So it's like, yeah. And at least she's recognizing that at least she's not like, well, why doesn't he do this with me? And she's like, Oh my God, I'm the reason he doesn't do this with me. <laughs> yeah, She's like, Oh, maybe I'm the problem actually. <laughs> Perhaps, Aaron. Perhaps. Um, then we get Chelsea's clip, mm-hmm. which is the clip where um, Thomas puts the flower in Sophia's hair and kisses her on the cheek. And Chelsea says she feels like he's being disrespectful. And, you know, she's already feeling like she has connections. And if she's just going to be disrespected like that, she's not going to hold herself back. And I just wrote dot, dot, dot mess <laughs> so okay at the end of that scene chelsea goes and that's why i'm here and i truly i i put i swear to god a hundred question marks and then just mm-hmm. the word what because like Ch- thomas like gave her a flower and then she kissed him on the cheek and they kind of had a flirty thing of like stop looking at me okay but what if i don't oh but stop oh but what if i like it was just like a such a nothing like conversation that's so funny that you think it's nothing because i was like i would like my boyfriend would be dead meat if he did that to someone like literally he would be dead if i if i him flirting with someone that openly and gave her, her giving him a kiss on the cheek I would be like this is well, what yeah. no but but the thing is, is it's like yeah it's like a flirty conversation but I mean to be honest we haven't seen him do anything that he wouldn't do in front of her in their real life so like I, yeah. I just like didn't think it was like the worst thing ever and she's like that's why I'm here because Thomas is the worst and I'm like he got kissed on the cheek and he had a little bit of, of cheeky banter, like Oh my god, that's so funny, Kirsten, because I was like, I was like, no, inappropriate. But maybe that's just like my own thing. Like, I'm actually like way more okay with like him getting like a weird lap dance in front of everybody just because it's like obviously like a group thing mm. and whatever. I, so I the group problem that I would are not cheating. Yeah, I mean, if it's no, I mean, but it's like obviously, you know, it's like a it's like a party yeah, yeah, versus yeah. like this is like an intimate moment where they're like making sex eyes at each other. Like, no. No, I was like, like to me, it was just like the in-person equivalent of like, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. And so like, so I just like, don't take that seriously. Of course. But if it was your boyfriend, you would be like, are you kidding? If I brought a boy to Temptation Island, it would be because I wanted a new boy. So yeah, I wouldn't be course. that concerned. Of course. Of course. It's so funny because like. I'm like, well, if I was in this situation and then I have to take a step back and I'm like, when would I ever be in this situation? Like, and that's the beauty of Temptation Island, right? If I was outside of, of Temptation Island and I was mm-hmm. dating a boy and they had this interaction with a stranger and someone filmed it and showed it to me, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot more to unpack there than just the behavior. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, Lord. Um, Lord. But then it, that's so, this is where the build up happens. All right. We get the mm-hmm. scene. Erica sees Kendall and Alexis full on um adult cuddling under the blanket. It. They're doing mm-hmm. it. Uh I and again, they like this to have the audio of the scene, I feel like was just cruel. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. And I 
my, I mean, I was watching this and it's like the first thing that I wrote is all of the girls are effing stunned. Like they are stunned. Mm -hmm. Like Chelsea, Kristen and Aaron are like mortified to the max. And I, I was like, I think that it honestly probably for the, like, I think that we're going to see all three of them have a panic attack when they get home because they're like, my boyfriend could do this to me. Like, they, this was the last thing any of them expected to see. And yet Erica, I felt, I think sort of knew this was coming. No, you know, Erica was like, Oh, I'm good. Like, mm-hmm. awesome. Like, yeah, this is what happens. And then mm-hmm. I think we had thought before, I think that they'd been together one and a half years. But what mm-hmm. comes out here is they've actually been together two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And we get the revelation that Kendall has cheated on her before and it's just never come up because he like basically just pretends it never happened to the extent mm-hmm. that it just doesn't come up and where she thinks that she's being irrational to have feelings mm-hmm. about him cheating on her. Like he has done a number on her. Mm-hmm. And she, so she says that in her last relationship before Kendall, she was cheated on like dozens of times. And she was like, I will never ever tolerate that again. She's like, and then of course I broke my own rule for Kendall. And she says in her own words, she's been gaslighted by him. She's over it. She can see it's a toxic relationship and um, she says all I have to say is good luck because he's going to have to deal with my dad and I was like oh my goodness I was so proud of her to be like yeah she's like this is a toxic relationship Mm -hmm. she's like I'm not going to sleep with someone to be vindictive but if I feel like doing something now I feel free to do that like what a a way to close the episode out and we and we get the, um, you know, the moment of uh, all of the girls in the car on the way back. And they're like, all right, this is the new Erica. Like, it's a new leaf. It's a new moment. We are. She's arrived. It's going to be great. And I do feel like, you know, we were saying that all of the girls on social media seem really, really close. And now I understand why. You know, they're of course, they're so close. They have been through something like this together and how can you not be close when you watch a girl watch a clip of her boyfriend cheating on her yeah no i think that bonds you like like nothing else Mm -hmm. all right should we do scumbag king of the episode let's um on three and we'll both say it at the same time Mm -hmm. okay okay one two three kendall dr blake no You're right. Kendall did straight up cheat on his girlfriend. So Kendall wins. Kendall had sex with another girl and his girlfriend had to watch it. You're right. You're right. You're right. I just like Dr. Blake obviously has like a narcissist, but you're right. Of course. No, but here's here's the thing. Dr. Blake also very bad. Mm -hmm. I think in any other context, I would I would crown him the scumbag. I also hate the girl who in her confessional, like the single girl who was like, they did it last night. I think she's also like a runner up. That was Nicole. All right. Yeah, I think she's a runner up for scumbag king this week, too. Just like we so wait, we've got the Olympic podium. Okay, so we've got Kendall got the gold medal in being Mm -hmm. the scumbag king. Dr. Blake, silver medal, scumbag king. Okay. Or do you think Nicole is worse than Blake? No, Blake definitely is second worst. Yeah. But also, I feel like we can't forget about the trifecta of men talking about how they wanted to hit. 
Like, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't include. We have to talk about. Okay, so those three fittingly can have a bronze medal together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then or we could have the third place could just be the trashy singles. And then it's the three guys and Nicole all together. Bronze as a team. Perfect. Okay. Congratulations, you guys. There are no winners here. <laughs> Can't wait to see who takes home the crown next week. <laughs> I just, I feel like there's really only a couple of people actually in the mix to get scumbag of the week. You know, until someone surprises you. Last season, there was someone who you thought, like, would not cheat on their girlfriend at all. And then, like, out of completely nowhere, there was a clip of them hooking up with someone. So sometimes, you know, things get weird. They really do be surprising you. Oh, wait, you want to hear my mom's thought on that last Uh, clip? Yup. Okay, so this is what my mom says. Go, Erica, go. Yes, sweetheart, move on. He's cheated before. What in God's name does this guy have over these girls? Oh, I hope she is truly going to move forward. And then she said, and unless Kendall just stays with Alexis the rest of the time, how is he ever going to meet any other girls? He's just going to bring each of them into his bed. Ugh, vomit emoji. I I truly feel such an affinity to your mother. (laughs) (laughs) She's the best. (laughs) we'll get her on you'll get to meet her (laughs) i can't wait i it's gonna be just what a dream okay it's so the one thing is we did get a preview for next week and it looks like i missed it it looks like there's another bonfire next week with the guys it looked like another girl's bonfire oh is there more happening but i but it also maybe was intended to be a preview for like the next couple of weeks and i just like wasn't paying attention Uh um but it looks like things are gonna get racy like it's gonna be a lot honestly this is the first episode where i felt like i could like sort of let it go and let it be light and funny Mm -hmm. and what temptation island is because i wasn't watching like something very dark happen i Um, like so i'm looking forward to more of that (laughs) i like how the episodes have been so dark so far that a woman watching a video of her boyfriend cheating on her we're like yeah it's (laughs) just light and fun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god I didn't even think about that Kirsten that's so funny <laughs> like it's been just so bleak that we're like yeah. yes mm-hmm. perfect it's like no she literally had to watch her boyfriend have sex with another woman of course and yeah. you know oh production's god, not so gonna let her look away no no then we wouldn't get those clips you know oh it's great but i had so much fun talking about this episode yeah, me too this, i think this was a good great. one i think this me is too. completely great um <laughs> amazing and we'll be we'll be back next week again absolutely five well it's we are a third of the way through the season now Mm-hmm. very exciting stuff we've only got one cheater so far so hopefully we'll get a couple more <laughs> I'll be back. Kirsten will be back. Mary will be back. We'll all be back. We can't wait. Okay. And so in the (laughs) meantime, if people are missing us, Mm -hmm. where, where can people find more from you? Yeah, they can find me on Twitter at underscore ML Morgan or on Instagram at ML Morgan underscore. Um, I've been doing some live feed updates for Big Brother Canada. So you can catch that also here on Rob has a podcast. 
Um, and I'm tweeting about Big Brother Canada and Temptation Island and my mother just in general. So, um, yeah, Hit, look me up on online. Um, I'm also tweeting fan things about Kirsten because mm. I love her. So, you know, you can like Not some of those tweets. And, <laughs> you know, we'll just all go from there. Kirsten, where can people find yes. you? Uh, so on all social media at Kirsten said what, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten said what. Um, I've got a weekly BoJack Horseman rewatch podcast, BoJack Horse Pod, as well as a weekly Riverdale uh, podcast on Kowski Cast with Mary Frail Mary. Uh, that's it's Kowski Cow with a K. Um, and then I'll be I'll be jumping into some of these BB Can pods as well uh, coming up. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we've got too much going on, I think, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. So. We're we'll booked see. and blessed, Kirsten. We're booked and blessed. Booked and blessed, baby. Okay. <laughs> and in the interest of getting on to the next the next thing, we will uh we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.